For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I discuss free agency. And Joe, you know, a lot of us have been stuck at home because of the coronavirus, working remotely. So as I told you, I, I just got engaged. We just moved into a new uh, place, uh, my fiance and I. Um, so this is a lot to take. You know, you just yeah. get engaged and you're around each other 24-7 in a new place. Well, you, you let's, got- put it th- let's put it this way, Jeff. You're not a free agent anymore. You're <laughs> off the free agency market. So that is a, a, an incredible segue into talking about free agency. You are off the market. You've just signed a long-term contract with options and uh, probably a lot of incentives on the back end. And uh, yeah, so you're, 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 you're not a free agent anymore. How, how does it feel to be off the wire? <laughs> well, it feels great and well played because that's also a good segue because I think listeners are more interested for our thoughts on, on the Chiefs free agency than they are about yeah. my personal no. advice. <laughs> now, well, we're, we're, all, we're, we're getting to be friends with everybody who's listening in. Hopefully they're, they're feeling that. And uh, yeah, free agency is <laughs> a, a crazy time. You know, it's, it's definitely a time to stay close to the, to the television and to the computer, especially now at the fact that there are literally no other sports going on right now. And the biggest news probably is going to be, you know, NFL free agency. So pretty appropriate that we're, we're chatting about it this week. Totally. Serving our little role to help, you know, maybe provide a little bit of information or entertainment uh, for some tough times. Now, last year, the Chiefs made so many big moves during free agency, signing Tyran Matthew and stuff. We knew the deal this, this year. They're a very loaded team with talent everywhere, and they're pretty uh, close against the cap. Uh, less than $20 million available. For, so for them, it's, it's really about more who they're going to lose. And, hey, these are, these are kind of first-world problems, if you will. If you're mm-hmm. this uh, talented Super Bowl uh, champion, it kind of comes with the territory. Uh, so far, they've lost two guys, uh, Emmanuel Agua, and uh, they also lost Kendall Fuller, going back actually to where he uh, started with the Redskins. He came over in the Alex Smith trade, which, of course – enabled Patrick Mahomes to start. I, I feel really good for Ogba, though. He's, he's a guy who came to the Chiefs with kind of something to prove, had a really nice half year, um, and tore his pectoral, was out for the season, and was rewarded with a nice contract uh, with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think, I think that, was a good, that was a good move for him. And, you know, yeah, you do, you do want to be happy for, you know, for, the, for the players that are able to take advantage of free agency. Free agency is a, is a really tricky time for a player. And I know we've talked about this before, especially for the Chiefs. This is going to be a season where, you know, or an offseason where we were, we were fearful that we'd see maybe a flight from the Chiefs. You know, once, once a player gets that Super Bowl ring and, and they've got, you know, they've been part of a winner – they become number one, they become more attractive to other teams. We've talked, we've used that term, we've probably overused the term championship DNA, right? Now all the Chiefs on this squad have 
championship DNA. And they're going to be coveted just for that alone, mm-hmm. right? To be able to bring that kind of experience to another team, no matter how much they may have impacted the field or been an impact on the field in their given role. So I think, I think, you know, what, but the other philosophy I keep hearing out there, social media, the press, maybe even come from the players to a certain degree is, Hey, we're going to hunker down. We're going to hold Pat and we're going to make this team is going to make another run. And we're not going to, we don't have to go out and get a whole bunch of free agents. We're not going to lose anybody. We're going to keep the core of this team and we're going to make another run with the guys that were on the field you know, this year and, you know, you hope they all stay healthy. And, and that's another philosophy on the other end of the spectrum. So, you know, it can, it can kind of go either way. And for those uh, particular moves, that's suddenly as we're looking at the off season and, and the draft will be coming up uh, soon enough. Uh, those two departures, Ogba and Floor, show two areas that the Chiefs know that they're going to have to replenish. Uh, you know, when they lost with Ogba and Okafor, weirdly to to the same injury for the season, Terrell Suggs came in and he was so key for that postseason run. Uh, we kind of don't expect him back. It seems like the perfect time for him to retire uh, right off in the sunset for a cha- uh, after winning a championship, another one. Mm-hmm. So those look like two areas the Chiefs are going to have to address at some point. Another defensive end to help out Frank Clark on the other side. And um, and also quarterback, we've talked about how they only have two guys now under contract. They're probably going to lose some more some more cornerbacks, and they really only have uh, Fenton and Ward under uh, contract right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think they've done they, they've done some interesting things like today alone, right? And one of the things that's become very important is this whole capologist, right? That's mm-hmm. like a position pre nineteen ninety three. You know, when 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 Reggie White won the lawsuit against the NFL to to create unrestricted free agency. Um, as we know it now, you know, whoever thought there'd be somebody on, a, on an NFL squad that was a capologist, <laughs> right? That, that was just their sole purpose was to understand what kind of money they had to play with. And, you know, they, they restructured, you know, part of Frank Clark's salary or part of his signing bonus and things to free up some cap space. So there's definitely players make, you know, players who want to keep teams together will help pitch in. We, we've always heard the stories about Tom Brady, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about him later with his uh, sort of uh, resignation from, from Patriots nation. Um, you know, he has done that in the past where he had restructured some of his contract to free up space so they could go out and sign players that they might need or keep players. They felt like they had to keep, um, you know, th- th- that was a, that was a move that, you know, you know, was probably a pretty unselfish move on a Frank Clark's part. Cause he really, to me, that says a lot about how he feels about being in Kansas city. If he's willing to give up dollars and to put things at risk, right? Financial terms at risk. And to, it, it tells the Kansas City fans, yeah, he wants to be here. And hopefully that tells all the other players that, you know, that they've tendered offers to that they want to be. I mean, you know, they've picked up the club option on Damian Williams, which was big. Um, they've tendered, you know, uh, contracts to uh, Andrew Wiley, which is nice. I mean, to shore up in the middle of the line. They want to keep all that together. Uh, they put the franchise tag on Chris Jones. I mean, they've got some things that really are telling and giving signals to the rest of the NFL that they want to keep this team together. Right, as much as they can. And yeah. speaking of Tom Brady, wow, you're really Mr. Segway today, Joe. No, right, <laughs> I know. That's obviously, we're going to talk, you know, the Chiefs, not as we talked about, they're not going to have a, a ton of moves. They, they're, they're more about retaining things this year than, than adding to. So we're going to talk about um, some obstacles or what may have been previous obstacles in the AFC and how, how that relates to the Chiefs with some of their moves. And Tom Brady is obviously the big story. Uh, 
uh, moves that he was obviously a uh, an obstacle for the Chiefs for years. Uh, he's now obviously going to Tampa Bay, no longer in New England. Yeah, Your that's well, that, Joe? that's well, that's that's big for the Chiefs, right? I mean, that's you know to not have you know the Tom Brady factor uh, to have to deal with coming down the stretch because. You know, I know he, you know, you want to say that the Patriots faltered a little bit this year uh, in their effort and their quest to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I don't know how much of that was Tom Brady. You know, I think he was still playing really good football. I don't know if he had the same tools and the same uh, staff or, or whatever you want to, you know, roster to support his his strengths. Um, so, but that's a huge blow to the to the Patriots and it's it gives the Chiefs another uh, like you said, clears one more obstacle out of the way for for what they're going to have to deal with come the postseason. And you know, if he goes to Tampa Bay, and if that, I don't know if that's official yet, um, but you know, that that gets us, that gets him. Maybe we'll see him in the Super Bowl then. <laughs> you know, which so. is in which is in Tampa Bay, and that's another yeah. subplot. The Tampa also plays the Chiefs this year, so that'll be fun. We get to see Brady maybe one last time to face off against them. You know, and we all know that's obviously a loss for the mm-hmm. Patriots, no matter how much his skills have diminished. He's Tom Brady. Um, also important, though, I really think they'll find some, somebody. Uh, you still have Belichick. Brady is not the only loss. They lost two really good linebackers. Kyle Van Noy, who I think is really mm-hmm. underrated, uh, went to the Dolphins, an excellent player. Uh, and they also lost Jamie Collins, uh, mm-hmm. who had a tremendous year. So I think even if the Patriots had retained Brady, um, this was still a team that was going to be diminished and less of a, a, a foe for the, the Chiefs. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how much they drop off this year. Well, yeah, and it's going to be a real test of Belichick skills, right? It, it, was it Brady? Was it Belichick? You know, who knows? And I think fans are going to have a, have, a, have a really good time watching that play out this season. Totally. That's a great point to see uh, another test of, you know, the best coach in the NFL. Well, Joe, I'm super excited about a new sponsor for our show. Styles changing, formal wear is out, and the t-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my favorite. It's based in LA and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. T-shirts are soft, they hold up in the wash, and they're incredibly versatile. You could wear them out, you could wear them to work out or around the house, and sounds like we're going to be doing a lot more of that very soon. And the best part, they're incredibly cheap, only $15. And now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. Well, Jeff, you don't have to sell me on T-shirts. I'm a lineman. And, uh, you know, I love, I love a good T-shirt. So I'm happy, to, happy that they're coming on with us as a sponsor. Yeah, I'm excited to have them too. Um, so we talked a little about the Patriots. Two other teams I really want to touch on, uh, the Ravens, uh, because they might be the, the kind of the, the biggest foe um, uh, for the Chiefs. You know, they, they were 14-2 and two in the AFC, or 14 overall, overall, and of course the one seed in the AFC. And we're also going to talk about some divisional uh, opponents, the Chargers, the Broncos. So let's start with the Ravens. I, again, I think that's going to be the uh, – Biggest obstacle, perhaps, for the Chiefs. I really like the move. They got added Kalei Campbell. Their, their weakness last year, they had a great team, but I think was that defense and also the, mm-hmm. uh, the pass rush. So I think adding Kalei Campbell via trade 
was it was an excellent move. I, I really like what they're uh, with it with what they're doing. Yeah, I'm picking up Michael Brockers. I mean, that Michael was Brockers, a, another you know, three-year, thirty million dollar deal. So the numbers are staggering. Uh, you know that some of these guys are signing, and that was their that was their biggest need, right? Was 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 rushing quarterback, um, and and solidifying you know uh, you know this, their their run game, uh, defensive run game. So yeah, they've 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 definitely done um, you know definitely done the right thing, and and are going to be more formidable if they don't have any any other big losses and and if uh, Lamar Jackson comes back you know healthy um and if if they get if they get that team healthy they're they're definitely making improvements they're going they're going to be a good squad for sure so early but i kind of see the chiefs and the ravens being the two teams that are good, going mm-hmm. hand in hand and you know the ravens had the better regular season clearly uh last year but i actually thought the chiefs if the chiefs had to go to baltimore that was going to be a tough game they played uh, twice the last two seasons are very close games. But I really thought the Chiefs could win in more different ways now that their defense had uh, really improved. In, in the playoffs, I think you really is transcendent as Lamar Jackson is when he had to win the game all by himself with his arm. That mm-hmm. And with the Mark Ingram injury, that's kind of what happened in the playoffs. Now, but now they might be able to win another way. Really just they already have a great back end. Um, mm-hmm. Now that defensive line looks pretty scary. Yeah, they, if they improve their defense and 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 Ingram stays healthy, Jackson stays healthy. I I totally agree with you one hundred percent that the Chiefs and the, and the Ravens will come out of free agency if you know things kind of held pat today and there wasn't any more moves, uh, big crazy moves. Um, that those will be the two front runners to be you know playing in the AFC Championship next year for sure. Another another team that's kind of interesting, obviously, always a rival. You know them. Uh, well, the Broncos have really not been a, a factor since uh, uh, Peyton Manning left, but I really like two of their moves. Trading uh, for Jarrell Casey, a very underrated defensive lineman for the Peyton mm-hmm. Titans, they didn't give him, didn't give up too much for him, and also getting AJ Bouye as a cornerback. Uh, though they did lose uh, Chris Harris, but uh, AJ Bouye was kind of a free agent prize just a couple years ago, um, and I, I know you, you know. The Broncos and free agency. I know that's that's kind of something that happened in your life very nearly. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time, and you know, after the '94 season, um, you know, I my contract was up, my my rookie contract had expired, and I was an unrestricted free agency, uh, unrestricted free agent, and um, you know, it, Alex Gibbs, who was our offensive line coach uh, for the two pre- previous years, right, '93 and '94. Uh, you know, build a great relationship with Coach Gibbs. He's fantastic. And so he goes to Denver to be with his, you know, long, long time friend, Mike Shanahan, right? They had been buddies for for a really long time. So, you know, Alex goes there and he says, Joe, look, give it a shot. Let's t- test it out. So, you know, I took a free agent trip and I went and, and visited with the Broncos. And, you know, God, it was so funny to be like at, at Mile High Stadium and like not not be wanting to, you know, hurt somebody, you know, at, at that point and, and actually be civil. Um, but it was, but it was a great visit. It was, it was, you know, they had class a, you know, franchise got to meet John Elway and sit down with coach Gibbs. And it was, it was a couple of things that were factors. What did Elway say to you, by the way, do you remember? Oh yeah. He said, look, he said, uh, number one, can you do, you know, cause they knew I was there looking at center, right? He Uh said, look, can you, you know, can you do, can you do a shotgun snap? Cause I know that, uh, you never had to really do that with, um, with Joe Montana, right? We were, we had never been a, a shotgun team. Well, we were actually back in like the early nineties with Dave Craig and Steve DeBerg. But once Montana got there, 
uh, we stopped doing the shotgun. And, you know, John Elway loved his shotgun. And, you know, he basically asked me, he said, look, can you, you know, we chatted a little bit about families and things like that, what, what we were doing and things in our personal lives. And he, of course, he had to bring up the touchdown. Uh, he said, look, I don't, he goes, I don't know if, you know, if, if we're going to bring you in here to become our starting center, I don't know if we're going to get, you're going to be able to catch any passes. Uh, and, and I said, well, for, and I said, to him, I said, John, I, th- I think you throw a little too hard for me to catch. I said, no offense to Joe Montana. I mean, he, he, ha- he has, he has some touch. You throw the ball way too hard. I don't think I could catch your passes. So he got a kick out of that. That's great. That's um, great. But he, you know, he'd asked me if I can, you know, can I do the shotgun snap? And uh, I said, yeah, you know, I, I, I did a little bit uh, earlier on in my career. And I said, I said, I'll have no problem adapting to that. And, and that was, you know, part of the decision was, was, was the, the center position. They were very uh, lean at center at that time. Now, Tom Nalen went on to have, you know, fantastic career, a Pro Bowl career, but he was on the practice squad during that time. So, you know, um, I had already had, you know, f- you know, what, 91, 92, 93, 94, I had four years experience. I'd played, started. You know, so I was kind of going in as penciled in as the, as the starting center because Keith Carts, who was their longtime starting center, uh, he'd hurt his knee, believe it or not, in a skiing accident. And so he was having knee surgery. And they basically said, look, he's at the end of his career. If he comes back healthy from this, he, they were like, Joe, we're not, we're not pulling any punches. You won't be the starting center. Keith will be. Uh, but if he doesn't come back from this injury, we're penciling you in as the starter. So I had that decision to make. I was going into a position where, you know, I was, you know, kind of going into at least mini camp as the starting center. And then the Chiefs come back and they counter and said, look, we don't want you to leave. You've got, you're doing radio show, you're doing, um, you know, you've got a charitable foundation with Children's Mercy Hospital. You've got, um, you know, you're broadcasting, you're doing sports anchor on KNBC. Like you got a life here. Your wife is teaching elementary school. You know, it's, this is a great place to be. And they threw in the fact that coming up that next season, Dave Zott, Tim Grunhard, and Will Shields is all three of their contracts were expiring in 1995, which was not a good, you know, that was, that was a, a, not a good storm to be happening for the Chiefs at that time. And they said, there's probably, we're not going to be able to say, almost they kind of said, we're definitely not going to be able to sign all three of those guys. Someone's going to go out and get a, a contract in free agency that we can't match. So I made the decision to stay and, and I've never, I have no regrets. I, I, I love my time in Kansas City. Keith Carts did not end up coming back. Um, so Tom Nalen did step in from the practice squad into that starting center position. And then uh, in 1995, during the season, somewhere around October, November, the Chiefs locked up Dave Zott, Tim Grunhard, and Will Shields all with long-term contracts. So, you know, it's not sour grapes by any means, and, and I have no regrets, but it was definitely like, oh, man, you know, would have, could have, should have, right? And, um, you know, hindsight's always 2020. Um, you know, went on to, you know, finish out the 95 season, you know, um, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had a, we had a great year, obviously, right. We went 13 and three, we went to, you know, Dallas and played on Thanksgiving and, you know, we had home field throughout it. Now the playoffs didn't work out the way that we really wanted with the Colts loss, but, but, you know, in the 96, I got injured in camp and then like, you know, things just kind of fizzled, fizzled out at that point. So, you know, you look back on it and think now free agency can be one of those games and, and for, Fans to understand these these decisions are not made lightly. There's a lot of factors. And who would have thought, no one would have thought that factored into my decision to stay in Kansas City. Number one, I just love the city. That's really what kept me there. It wasn't the money. It wasn't the, you know, the chance to be a starter, not be a starter. It was the life that my wife and I, Jennifer and I, had built in Kansas City. And I didn't want to give that up. And and I, I would have rather have almost 
taking the chance of being a backup in KC than really being a starter anywhere else. And, um, you know, that was a decision that, that I'll never, you know, never look back on and, and regret at all. But it was a very crazy time and very interesting the way that it all plays out. And most importantly, the knowledge you gleaned from those that extra those extra years in Kansas City really helped the Believe in Chiefs podcast. That's really absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I hadn't stayed, you know, that through those seasons, I definitely we definitely wouldn't be doing this. I'd be doing some maybe some kind of Broncos broadcast or something. <laughs> who the who the heck wants to do that? <laughs> it also just shows how how timing is everything in life, but also football and in mm-hmm. some of these connections. So cool that you know. Uh, Shanahan, uh, Mike Shanahan was the guy maybe bringing you in and the Chiefs face his son in the Super Bowl and how close Chiefs fans certainly remember Tom Nalen because he was so, he was probably the best lineman on some of those great Broncos teams. Maybe he never gets a, his opportunity if you're there. That's, it's that's- crazy. And one of the other things too, Joe, I forgot to mention is, is, is I remember sitting in, in a meeting with the general manager and, and Alex Gibbs wasn't in that meeting. And, you know, they were talking about, um, the general manager was talking about maybe me playing tackle. And so, you know, like that put a little pause into my mind, like, okay, are these guys really communicating, right? So there's, there's, a, there's a coordinated effort that coaching staffs and, and management need to take on this approach when they're talking to free agencies. It can't be just like somebody going with their gut, because I, I wanted to make the most informed decision possible. This was, this was a life decision. And, you know, getting that weird vibe that like, okay, tackle but Alex told me I was going to be penciled in as a starting center like what you know are you guys on the same page here that gave me pause you know and that was something that the Chiefs didn't never did there was never any miscommunication about where expectations were set the way that Carl Peterson and Marty Schottenheimer talked through these things so you know a lot a lot of stuff goes into these these free agent talks and 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 like I said can't emphasize enough players do not take these things lightly oh I bet I bet well, listen, while you're waiting this out at home with the coronavirus, we're all stuck at home. But we can still have some fun betting at betonline.com. I know there's no March Madness or any of your leagues going on, but betonline.com still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. And sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts, American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. There is still fun to be had, so go to betonline.com and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. For all the listeners out there, 50% off with your promo code MYPOD100, and that's M-Y-P-O-D-1-0-0. Bet online, the fun never ends. Uh, Joe, we've talked about some of the, the teams we thought really did well uh, there was another team that the Chiefs battled against twice this past year, uh, the Texans. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Texans at home and then had that incredible comeback to defeat them in the playoffs, the Chiefs did. Uh, that's a team, we've talked about the teams, kind of the, the Ravens look more formidable. That's going to be a great matchup. The Texans, I'm kind of wondering if that's a team that the Chiefs might not see in the playoffs. Uh, big move trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. Uh, and tell you what, I remember that key first down he made to seal that, that win at Arrowhead. That might be a team that, that, that is not back in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think they've made their run. I really do. I, I, I'm not 100% sure um, that 
like you, that the Texans are going to be back in the playoffs this year. And, and if they are, it could be maybe as a wild card and maybe eliminated early. I, I don't think they're doing their part for their fans to, to give them anything too excite to be excited about. Um, it hasn't been, it has not been a great, you know, look, it's, it's early still. I think you still got, still got the draft. Who knows what they might come up with there, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they're doing anything to give the chiefs fans pause that they will be a major threat to the Chiefs' playoff run, uh, you know, next year. Totally. They still have Deshaun Watson, who, you know, mm -hmm. he's one of the better young quarterbacks in the game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was, as we see, teams kind of rise and fall through the offseason. Uh, Joe, any more thoughts on free agency and kind of where the Chiefs stand now? Yeah, I, well, I think I think they're, they're, at least early on in this process, they're, they're showing the fans that they want to keep the band together, right? And they do not want this band to be broken up, to use a, a, a music entertainment industry anal uh, an analogy. You know, with the Chris Jones franchise tag, I thought that was huge. Damian Williams locking him in for that option year. You know, you know that they're not letting Patrick go anywhere. I, I, think, I think they're showing the fans that they want to get this team back out on the field to see what they can do, staying healthy for the whole season, um, go out and repeat with a group of guys that was able to get through a lot of adversity this year. I mean, this team went through the ups and downs. If you can do what the Chiefs did this year with the kind of adversity that they faced and some of the hiccups that they had during the season, you know, I think that's a group of guys you want to keep together to be able to repeat, right? Rather than trying to go out and bring in some crazy free agent, you know, Tom Brady, you know, throw the, all those names out there, all the Amari Cooper, right? All these top free agents that are out there right now. Um, I think the Chiefs want to keep the band together. And, and I think that, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd be anxious to see what Tennessee does. Um, you know, they, they locked Tannehill up, big contract, right? 62 million guaranteed. They got Derrick Henry's franchise tag. I mean, I think the Titans could be somebody that, um, you know, that they've done to, um, you know, they got an edge rusher in in Vic Beasley, which I think is big. Yeah, I think that's a you know, nice move. They're 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 you know when you talk about the power three, I think it's going to be the Ravens, the Titans, and and the Chiefs for sure. Great point, Joe. That that really is a a team to watch for sure. They I mean they certainly played the Chiefs tough last year. They beat them once, and you know they gave them they certainly gave them a game, the AFC Championship game. Uh, glad you also mentioned Chris Jones because when you're talking about keeping the band together, he's really the most important. Uh, part of that band as far as a guy who could move on. Um, the good thing is the Chiefs franchised him. So, you know, there could be a holdout. There could be something like that. But they, the important thing is that they franchised him. So they, they hold his rights. But, you know, he's very, very likely going to be on the, that yeah. team this year. And I think he's the best player on that defense. Uh, another interesting thing that happened in this free agent frenzy was um, the Chiefs, excuse me, the Colts, uh, signing, uh, trading for and signing DeForest Buckner, mm -hmm. who is a guy like Chris Jones, who had played in three, four, or four, three schemes. Mm -hmm. um, he, they give him a contract that averages more than $20 million, second highest um, defensive tackle contract to Aaron Donald. So that could, that could affect the negotiations with Chris Jones. I think Chris Jones is going to be looking at the, you know, 20 million or so a year uh, because of that deal and might've been looking at that anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously this stuff doesn't, it's not hidden, right? So they, they all know what's out there. Um, they all know what the other players are getting and, and there's a little bit of ego that comes in with that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think, 
you know, could, could if the Chiefs can't come up with the goods for, for what, you know, exactly Chris Jones, could he be a holdout? You know, I probably he could, but, you know, I think he's the type of player that's want to get, he's going to want to get back out on the field and prove himself. And just from, you know, what I've learned of him and the way that I've seen him conduct himself, I think he's definitely somebody that's going to be, uh, you know, wanting to be out on the field and, and not be, you know, at home, you know, staying in shape while things are going on. Um, you know, and, and the way that, the way that training camp goes these days and the way that, you know, the first four, I call September now the new training camp, you know, the way the first four weeks of the season even goes at this point, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he, if he let that thing ride out and until he gets exactly what he wants. But I, I don't think, um, I don't think Andy Reid's going to let him going to let him sit out too long because he's going to, he's going to want him on the field as quickly as he can get him on. It's kind of funny. I, I wrote about that Buckner, Buckner deal uh, for Forbes.com, and uh, there was a lot of talk before the Super Bowl uh, about the 49ers defense line. The Chiefs kind of use that for motivation. You know, Chris Jones, he'll, he'll talk a lot. He, he, he's always a great quote, and he, and he said that. It's kind of funny that they both had spectacular Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Buckner had a, a sack and a half. You were talking about maybe he should be MVP of the game or yeah. the whole defensive line, and uh, Chris Jones had – those key deflections in the in the fourth quarter. So it's kind of funny that that they're kind of back jockeying for status once again here in the off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I'm just I was just checking out the wire. I, I didn't realize I, I I didn't realize Tom Brady had actually signed. That shows you you know how crazy the world has been. But uh, you know that thirty million dollar deal. Um, wow. So yeah, interesting. Exciting times, and we're here to break it all down. So if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Uh, We'll be back next week, and stay safe, everyone out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.